You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Okay, so essentially we began to look at the, um, at the new covenant because we saw from our meditation that our Lord Jesus Christ at the institution of the Lord's Supper, what we call the Lord's Supper, the Holy Communion, what we also call the Holy Communion, said to them, this is my blood which was shed for the remission of sins, okay? The blood of the new covenant, thank you. The blood of the new covenant which was shed. So we began to check, you know, just let's even understand what this new covenant is about. So in that process, we saw that under this new covenant, there was a shift where that he would no longer, he said he would not take you by the hand, but what? He will write his laws in our minds and in our hearts. So we began to see that under the old covenant, God dealt with us, you know, externally and then brought us in. But in this new covenant, he comes inside of us. And that began to explain for me and I believe for you, how so many things needed to happen. Because we also saw that under the old covenant, the blood of animals could only cleanse the external. Okay? So it's like if you had, um, I don't know which illustration to use now. If you had a cup that, you know, had dropped into, okay, let's say a bottle. I, I hope it catches it. But a bottle, open bottle that drops into some very dirty environment, maybe into the uh, sewer. Okay? And it comes out, and they close it and wash it. You know you can hold the bottle, right? You can hold the bottle. Why? Because the outside has been what? Washed. And if it's well closed, the stench won't be coming out. So you can manage it around you. So you can say, I have this bottle with me. But now, if you needed to drink water, would you ask to be served water in that bottle? Why? Because the inside is not clean. So under the old covenant, they were cleaning our outside and God was managing us. Are you getting it? God was managing us. But when this time for this new covenant came, processes had to be taken to make sure that these bottles were not just clean on the outside, they were what? Clean on the inside. And that was why the Son of God had to shed his blood. That's why he said, this is the blood of the new covenant. Shed for the remission of your sins. No longer covering of your sins. Now with this blood shed, they could wash the inside of the bottle. Praise the Lord. Now when they washed the inside of the bottle, the bottle was no longer being held outside. Okay, the bottle was not floating on the water on the river. What happened now was that God himself now did what? Fill the water. Fill the bottle. So that inside of the bottle what was what God was. Praise the Lord. That is the Holy Spirit. So we see the washing of the blood of Jesus Christ. And then we see the filling of the Holy Spirit. So we see now in the new covenant that we are not just around God. God is what? Dwelling inside of us. Praise the Lord. And with that understanding, you begin to see that every other thing changes. It transforms every other thing. And part of the things I hope and I pray and I'm praying for us is that we be, continue to pray that we become, we enter into full experience of this new covenant in the name of Jesus Christ. Because that's where the transition begins. That's where the confirmation begins. 
This is what makes us understand Romans 12 from verse 1. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Do you understand? He's, he's, I'm begging you. See what has happened. That you now do what? Present your body. If God has gone this far, then present your body a living sacrifice. What? Holy, acceptable, which is your reasonable. So then you can now go on to verse 2. Verse 2, which says, do not be conformed. Something is already happening inside of you. I can't be transformed externally. I can't be transformed unless something is happening inside of me. They couldn't tell the people in the old covenant to be transformed. What are they transforming into? Something has to be active in me. Praise the Lord. Within me to bring a transformation. So that's what he said. And if you allow this transformation through the renewing of your mind, what is going to happen? You're now going to prove which is what we learned here is experience. What is that good, acceptable, and what? Perfect. So there's a progression, and I pray you will progress in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Okay, so going back to where we want to you know, focus on tonight is the question that our pastor patients brought up the issue of liberty. Liberty is central. In fact, I love, um, I love um, James, uh, Apostle James. You know, he coined a statement that I want you to pick this evening. One of the things you must go. It's called the law of liberty. Let me hear you say law of liberty. Part of the com- confusion and the, the dichotomy with this new covenant we are learning, which is where we started, I think, on Sunday, is that whenever people hear new covenant, they say it's liberty, no more law. But James helped us. If you go to James 1.25 and James 2.12, not even what he said again. Just the fact that he says it's a law. But it's a law of what? Liberty. Praise the Lord. So under the new covenant, the law didn't disappear. As we saw when we read the passage on Sunday, it says, I'll put my what? Laws in your heart. So it's not a no law dispensation, but it's a law of what? Liberty. Now, how can there be a law of liberty, sir? Do I have any English person here? How can there be liberty and law? Is it possible? See, you're a lawyer. Eh? In this place there is liberty, in this place there is law. How can it work? Hmm? How can it work? Spiritual things. Okay, James 2.12 again, it talks about the law of liberty. He used it and I say, thank you, James. James 2.12. He said, you know, not essentially, but he says, so speak and so do as those who will what? Be judged by the love of liberty. And this is what our sister was trying to say, that now she's finding it more difficult. The truth is, as we go on, you're going to find out that somehow, under the old dispensation, it was somehow easier. Praise the Lord. Somehow. Okay? But the Bible calls this our own a better covenant. So this must be better. If we catch the revelation, this is one. Better. The other one... Is not as good. But if you don't understand, the way we function now, the old one is better because the way we function now, like our sister question, is that they compel you. Remember in the Orthodox churches, everybody has a tight card. Now, if there is a tight card there, it will help you to pay tight, isn't it? Now, when some of us that buried our parents, when you go home to bury your parents, the church will bring out the book. Amen. You know, but now we are waiting for the book that will be opened in heaven. But there... They will bring out the book from uh, uh, Opokoro village in Amichi. Okay? From uh, as, as, uh, 
you know, uh, whatever village. St. Andrews, they'll bring out the book and open and see whether you're up to date. See, what that does is that it helps you comply. Praise the Lord. Under the old covenant, it said, whoever commits adultery, what will happen? This will, it said, if you call your brother Raka, you fool, you're worthy of judgment. Under the old covenant, if you murder, there is judgment. If you commit adultery, there is judgment. Abby. If you steal, they'll cut off your hand now. So thou shalt not steal. Now, if you're able not to steal, you have passed under the old covenant. But under the new covenant, hmm. you're watching television, you look at a woman or man, and just go, you're in another zone, you have progressed, you have entered fifth dimension. Under the new covenant, you have committed adultery. You have not met the person, or the person doesn't know you. You're driving on the road, a sister passes, or you're somewhere, a brother passes, and you finish yourself. Eh? Under the old, you're innocent too, because why? You have not committed adultery. But under the new, they have marked it. Adulterer. Adulteress. So when people begin to tell you that in this new one you can do anyhow, you see that they have not even bought the book. They have not seen the title of the book. They don't know what they're talking about. However, it's still a law of what? Please, if I forget, remind me that I've not, you know, we've not dealt with it. It's still a law of liberty. So we're going to get there. Uh, 2 Corinthians um, chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. It says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There's liberty. 18 says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from what? Glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, ca- can we look at the Living Bible? The Living Bible translation, please. And we'll see how we put this together. Okay? 17 and 18, yes. Okay, this is it. It says, the Lord is the Spirit who gives them life. And where he is, there is what? Freedom from trying to be saved by keeping the laws of God. This is where people hold on to, right? So we are free from keeping the laws under the New Testament, under the Old Testament or Old Covenant. They had to keep the law. So based on this line in the Bible, we are free from keeping the law. Let's read the second line, everybody. But we Christians have no veil over our faces. We can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the spirit of the Lord works within us, what happens? We become more like him. Now, in verse 17, you're free from keeping his laws. In verse 18, you become like him. Which one is more? Is somebody getting it now? You're no longer keeping my laws. You are me. Which means even the one that is not law, you are doing That's what we're talking about, about giving. And that's why it's law of what? Liberty. Now, you are now free, but this freedom, (laughs) this freedom is being exercised and pushed only in doing what he pleased. Jesus didn't keep any law, but he didn't break any law. You know why? He said, I always want to do the things that please my father. 
You can't be wanting to please me and be breaking my laws. My laws will become minimum. That's what David did when he gave the offering for the building of the house. He said, over and above, I've given my affectionate offering. How many of us are married here? Where most of you know, has your spouse done things for you that they should do, but without love? Oh, I see your food. Eh? You're disturbing me for the money. He said, take the money. And then, you know, the, the, the money is given to you, but you want to reject it. You know why? He's keeping the law, but no affection. Now, the law of liberty is this now. Taking from this, okay, okay, let's read another translation. Let's read, um, let, let's read message, message translation, please, because it's foundational. He said they suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence, not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting, can you see it again? Constricting legislation is recognized as Obsolete. This is what people tell you. I, I'm not under the law. Allow me to wear whatever I want to wear. Okay. He said we are free of it. I agree. Now verse 18. He said all of us now. Nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are what? Transfigured much like the Messiah. Our lives gradually what? Becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. So sister, you're not under law to wear the, we, we won't measure your skirt. But just wear the type of skirt that when unbelievers see, they say, oh, the Lord is holy. Oh, the Lord is beautiful. I want to make heaven. No law, we're no, no law here. Just, just become brighter and more beautiful. You understand? Just, just look more like him. May, may, let people see you and think about God. You need no law. That's it. So people take, you see, the, the devil knows the Bible. Don't, don't forget, you know, we, we've talked here about deception a lot. Don't, don't forget that the devil didn't tempt Jesus from the uh, book of magic. It's not the seven books of magic that he tempted Jesus from. It's from the Bible. That's why you must study your Bible. I pray and I hope that you study your Bible and you listen to messages. You know, listen to them with your Bible open. Okay? So this is what it is. We, we, we are free. You know why? We, okay, l- l- let me pray myself so I don't miss it. A wild animal is what? What do we do to a wild animal? We cage it. If we capture a wild animal, we cage it or we tame it. Praise the Lord. When we tame a wild animal, we can get it to be where we want it to be, isn't it? Praise the Lord. What do we do to domestic animals? If we want them to do what we want to do, what do we do? We train it, okay? So we cage a wild animal and tame it. We train a what? A domestic animal. What do we do to children? We raise them. You know why? In the domestic animal, let me start from, in the domestic animal, there's, there's already a fondness they have. So the extent of, of, of force you need to get them to do what you want them to do is limited. Like dogs, now if you've raised dogs, you don't use stick. Even ordinary paper, ordinary hand. If you take your finger and beat your dog, it will lie flat. You will know you're not happy. Okay? The same way, if you take a biscuit 
and give the dog. It will wag its tail. It will be happy. That's training for the dog. Why? It's a domestic animal. Now, you don't go to a lion and take things and say, Lion, I'm warning you. <laughs> don't pull here again. <laughs> Will you do that? Mm-mm. It's weep. Do you understand? You whip it to submission. Why? Because of the nature. Because the nature is wild, it demands excessive force. Now, the domestic animal is not wild, so it demands some communication. But the child now, okay, you, you, you are actually supposed to be able to be raised without ever being beaten. We had a nanny once that Momichi never really scolded. Because she was, you know, not that she didn't make mistakes, but just talking was enough. Now, when you're born again, you're a child of God. You're not a wild animal. You don't need a cage to cage you in. Do you understand? Are you getting it? You're not, you're, you're not even a dog. Do you understand? Because the, the dog doesn't understand, so you have to explain. But you're a child, so they raise you. Now, one of the things about raising the child is that there are some things that you don't have to say. The child will learn it. You know, the world has advanced now. But I remember those days that there were no mobile phones. And most parents would buy for their children, you know, the, the toy handphone. But after some time, you notice that the children don't want that toy handphone. You know what? They notice you don't use it. They notice you don't use it. So, they are playing with it initially when you buy it. But they notice that you also don't play with it. So when you come back, you see them, they have left their toy phone and they are playing with the real phone. You know what? That's the one daddy plays with. They don't know your answering call. They just know that you pick that phone and say, hello, hello, hello. That's their play. Why? They are being raised in your likeness. That's what the Bible is saying. As you become a child of God, you copy him. You copy him. So when someone says, under the new covenant, I'm free. And the person is committing adultery and stealing and doing all of that. He's a child of the devil. I'm sorry to say, he, he hasn't seen the father. The father will provoke holiness. But then don't take it to the extreme. The Bible says, if we sin, he said we have an advocate. We can fall because we're still in this world. But when the believer falls, when the child falls... He does not stand in front of the father and do like this. When the child falls, he goes begging, sorrowful, godly sorrow. Why? Because as a child, he knows this thing I've done is out of character. Do you understand? Already, there's, there's something in his heart. There's a disconnect. Like we're learning and get caught. The spirit of God inside of him saying, no, no, you, you just, you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are an adigo. We don't do like this. You're, you're this. Abba. Already the child is feeling it. So you find out that you can't even scold too much. Why? Because the spirit of the father is in him or her. So, so now, so now. The law of liberty is this. The child of God has the Holy Spirit where? Inside of him. Okay. Now, the law is for what? The wild animals. Okay. Now, whereas the law says, thou shalt not steal, is from outside. The believer is here, 
And inside of him is the law of love. You know every law of God is at the end of the day, the law of love. Now the believer who has the spirit of God inside of him, no matter how hungry he is, cannot take what does not belong to me. You know why? He's not seeing it as that person's thing. He's seeing it that if I take this, I will not be loving my brother. Now, automatically we find the believer now. Not hearing thou shalt not steal, but hearing thou shalt love your neighbor. And by submitting to that spirit of God that is inside of him, he's able not to, help me now, not to steal. So, that is the law of what? Liberty. So he doesn't, you, you, the, the genuine born again, you don't curse anyhow. How can you curse? The, your, the Bible says your father, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever will believe. He says your father does not delight in the death of the wicked. You cannot see a believer who has the spirit of the son wanting to kill everybody. When your father wants to save everybody. Are you getting, it, it can't work. The liberty you have. Is only pushing you in the direction of love. Do you understand? The nature of the child of God you are. So, so, so we see. The, the, the Bible begins to put it this way now. Holy Spirit help us. Romans 8.14. Romans 8.14 says, As many as are led of the Spirit, what? These are what? The sons of God. Okay. These are the sons of God. Now, Galatians 5.18, another one that the new covenant deceivers use. Galatians 5.18, give it to us. Then, Galatians 5.18 says now, but if you're led by what? The Spirit, you're not under the law. So they take this to me, you're free to do whatever you like. But if you're not led by the Spirit, your freedom to do whatever you like will be sending you to hell. But when you're led by the Spirit, your freedom to do whatever you like will be taking you above the law. So, you, 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 don't just, you don't just forgive your enemies. You love them. You don't just restrain from fighting them. You bless them. The law says, an eye for an eye. But love says, this person who took my eye, he doesn't know God. Because vengeance is his. Lord, forgive him, for they know not what they are. So, the spirit takes us higher. He doesn't take us lower. So in essence, when somebody tells you, you're no longer under the law, ask him, so what are you, who is leading you? Because maybe you're just not under the law. Maybe you're far beneath the law. Because the person who isn't under the old covenant is being constrained by the law. Like the, tame, the tamed wild animal. And to some extent, it's useful. They can use it for circuses. Okay? And it entertains and they feed it and they take it to... You know, treatment, they feed it, it's okay. But the one that is not, what do they do? They shoot it to kill. They shoot it to kill. So, so the, the, these, are, these are the things that came up. So, I, I want to give you practical illustrations in the Bible. When, when I wrote this, you know, I was led to, 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 to Job 41. Job 41 from verse 1. It tells us about some particular animal called the Leviathan. It says, can you draw out, this must be the wildest of creatures that God ever made. In some cases, Bible scholars equate him with Satan. He said, can you draw a Leviathan with a hook or snare his tongue with a line which you lower? Can you put a reed through his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Can you give me any simple translation? It might give us this to understand. To try to tell us that God can get everybody to do what he wants. 
So when I obey God, what what we're trying to learn on Sunday, my sister, is when we obey God concerning giving, it's not that God can't get anything out of us. Many years ago, before kidnapping became serious, God said to me, you know, God was just ministering to me, and said to me, I think I was speaking in a church, he said, what's the big deal? Somebody gives 100 million to church and he's feeling like a big boy. When you give kidnappers 200 million and you're sharing testimony. Do you understand? If kidnappers catch, God forbid, none of us here, they will never see any of us. But if kidnappers get big men, those who have them, they will give all that money and then come and say, praise the Lord. Ah, God saved my life. So you didn't know God saved your life when you brought one million and you were wondering, they've not announced me. What is going on here? Lack of knowledge. Lack of understanding. I get it. When you know what it is, when you give the hundred million, you say, thank God I gave it. It wasn't stolen from me. My house didn't burn. Arm robbers didn't take it. Surgery didn't take it. Eh? When you understand this thing, you see that material things, not just material things, even life. I'm standing for the Lord. You don't know what I'm suffering for the Lord. What are you suffering? It means you're healthy. Have you been sick? And laid on the bed. And you're saying, Lord, let me suffer for you, please. You know, this thing we're saying, you just that we, we haven't got, may the Lord not take you through. There was a time I was praying to the Lord, Lord, please let me be able to pay tight. Months passed, no income. I said, Lord, I beg. How can I? Let me, even if it's. And I think he opened the door I made like 10,000 I had 1,000 tight I felt like a man You understand? It's because you have That's why tight irritates you If you didn't have money You'd be saying pastor preach it Okay So he says the Leviathan Do you have easy to reach Okay Now he says, he says Can you catch Leviathan with a fish hook? Can you tie his tongue with a rope? Two can you put a rope through his nose or a hook through his jaw? Three. Will he beg you to let him go free? Will he speak to you with gentle words? Four. Will he make an agreement with you and promise to serve you forever? God is telling us here that the wildest of animals, I can subdue it and he will be speaking to me softly. So I, you do God no favor when you obey him. He can get anyone. He got Nebuchadnezzar to begin to preach him. You know that was the transformation. He says, until he knows... And declares that this God is God of all. So God can get that done. But that is the wild animal dimension. None of us are there in Jesus' name. And those who are there, we are praying that their eyes will be open. The second one is the domestic animal one. Where you find the horse, okay, or the mule. Let's go to Psalm 32, please. Psalm 32, verse 9. It says, do not be like the mule. Do not be like the horse or like the mule. Which have no understanding. Which must be harnessed with beat and bridle. Else they will not come near you. Unfortunately, this is where many churchgoers are. They are like the horse or like the mule. They are harnessed. God has to shock you here, shock you here. You know, just a little push you here. Okay? I mean, it's okay for a season. But, but it says, you, you don't have to be. You don't have to be. Don't be like the horse. He said, or else they won't come near. Or else they won't bring money. We, we had some time many years ago in this church when we were raising money for something. And one preacher came, a guest preacher came, and started raising money. I was so agitated where I was. Pastor, these people have given all the money they have. Don't disturb them. Don't disturb them. To my surprise, 
And he was a prophet. When he said, if you bring 100,000 here, so, so, so thing will happen. I saw my brothers coming. I said, I thought all our money had finished. I thought all our money had. What happened was that he used, uh, it was beat and bridle. He was pushing them like this. And they started coming out. And they started coming out. So he says, do not be like that. Let's look at verse 8 of the scripture. Just go back one verse. We'll see what happens then. It says, I will instruct you and teach you what? In the way you should go, I will guide you with my eye. Not with bridle. Not with beads. I don't push people. I hope my wife you know, knows that. I don't push people. When I tell you something I don't want to, I won't even want to tell you again. If, if I make you do it, I, I myself am not even happy. I don't push people. And I don't like it when people push me. I don't push people. Maybe I used to, but I've grown over that. It says, I will instruct you and teach you what? In the way you should go. How many of us have GPS in our cars? Global positioning uh, system. Guidance system in our cars. How many of us I know we have? Okay, we don't have. The Lord needs to prosper you. Okay, use your phone. Uh, you're still in your car. Where is your phone? Uh, uh, I'm talking of many years back before it was in your phone. Now, if you enter... Lumen, if you enter a direction you don't know your phone and it's leading you, when it says turn left and you don't turn left, does it scatter your phone? It says, I will instruct you and I will show you the way to go. If you don't follow the way it is leading you, which is probably the quickest way, the shortest way, then you will just find another way. Some of the other ways might be four hours. From, going, from telling you at 15 minutes to your destination, and you disobey. It will just say, che, 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 rerouting, rerouting. You're now four hours from your destination. It's your choice. <laughs> That's it. He said, I will instruct you and teach you. That's what we do. We go. He will tell us. If we don't go, he will just wait. He has eternity. Let's go to verse 10 of this same place. Verse 10. We're looking at the domestic animal. Verse 10, verse 10, the verse after 9. It says now, what does it say? Read it together. It says, many sorrows shall be to the wicked. But he who trusts in the Lord, he who follows, it says, mercy shall surround him. Many sorrows. If we are going the other way, where God must catch me. You're in fornication. You are coming to the Father's side. Every time. Somebody was there. He was in fornication. Every time. He's standing here. We're saying fornication. For, until police arrested him. And beat him. So he needed police to beat out fornication and adultery. Something that the word was easily. The washing of water by the word. is washing. You don't want to be washed up. They will bring chisel. He said many sorrows. Some of us are listening now. God is speaking to you. And he's warning you. But you know here. Then the people who you must hear will come. He will treat you like Leviathan. Put hook. He said I'll put hook and drag. There is, this one is no option. May the Lord help us. He said, but he who trusts in the Lord, what will happen? He said, mercy. Listen to me, people of God. Let nobody imagine, you know, I don't know whether my face looks hard. But God is beautiful. God is love. The only problem you and I have with God is that his goodness has opposite. And let me tell you something. Are you with me? Please, we have to start serving refreshment in Kingdom Keys so we can relax. Eh? So that people won't be in a hurry. You see, his goodness has what? 
Help me. His goodness has what? Opposite now. Somebody might be saying, why should his goodness have opposite? Anything that is substantial must have an opposite. It's only when you meet a 409 person that the business he brings has no risk. When a 409 person brings you business, he has no risk. The profit margin is on, on a magnet. Everything is sure. You know it's 409. <laughs> so God is good. That's why I'm begging you. Remain in his goodness. Praise the Lord. Abide, enjoy his goodness. Okay? So, we looked at the wild animal represented by the Levitan, domestic animal represented by the horse or mule. What about the children of God? Let's look at them. Let's look at them. Galatians 4. Come with me to Galatians 4. Galatians 4 verse 1. You can, you can put that for us. Okay, it says, it says here, Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from his slave, though he's master of all. But he's under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent for the son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent for the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Praise the Lord. We looked at the Leviathan. We looked at the horse or the mule. And we're looking at the children of God. The children of God are being uh, spoken about here. And Galatians 4.1 begins to tell us that though an heir, I want to pick out first something very important here. When we become children of God, there are levels. That's why I don't want anybody to live and be discouraged. Praise the Lord. There are levels. It says that though an heir in verse 1, but as long as he's what? A child. So you can be an heir and be a child. Are you with me? So you are a child of God. Sorry, you're an heir of the kingdom, but you're a child in the kingdom. When you're an heir of the kingdom, but you're a child in the kingdom, it said guardians, tutors will be over you. That's where bishops can subdue you. That's why you can go home. And need to travel, but will not travel because the man of God, or even, let, let me even use this illustration. A few people, at least two people, had come to meet me. They were being led to leave a particular church. And the man of God said, if they leave, they die. Why well, he said, Mm-mm. if you saw God, for me, if you saw me committing adultery and you know that I committed, will I leave, allow you to leave the church? You will die now because if you leave, you tell them that's what I do. So, I, I said, God, God told you all this. He said, yes. I said, and then the man told you that you die. I said, what's the question? What, why did you come to meet me? Shouldn't it be easy that you just do what God did? But when you're a child, you say you're what? Under guardians and stewards. They will keep manipulating you. Some of us that have children, better treat your nanny as well. Nanny drinks pure water. You buy ragolis for your child. When you're not in the house, the ragolis enters into pure water. The pure water enters into... <laughs> Ah, Lord have mercy. He said the child is under what? Guardians and stewards. So it's not what the father gives the child that the child gets. It's what the guardians and stewards release to the child. That's why you must grow up. So uh, uh, this, this pastor said, this bishop said, Ah, pastor, I heard it online. This man said, what is the Lord saying to you? What is the spirit saying to you? Okay, so in this kingdom, though heirs of the kingdom, you can be a child. And 
Being a child, you're safe. You'll make it to heaven. But you will not really fulfill destiny. Because the guardians and stewards will dilute what the father is bringing for you. Praise the Lord. So, so, so it says, this, this person is under the, then the next one, verse 3, says they're under elements of the world. What are elements? Elements are the natural in this one, you know, natural. It says, it rains, so I cannot do this. I am weak, so I cannot do this. I'm that, so I cannot do that. Where you're still constrained by excuses. I get what I'm saying. It, it, it's, it's amazing how in the natural world, we have lessons, but we don't learn it. Do you see those people who play soccer in, in, in London? Uh, how many of us watch the English League? Watch the English League. How many times have they stopped to play? Okay. How many times have they said it's too cold? They won't play. You see them, they're playing. And you won't even know anything is happening. It's when you see those at the uh, spectator stand. You see them shivering, almost dying. Because that play they're playing, if snow like. Let it be hitting them, knocking them on the head. They will play. They are not under elements. Elements are under them. When you begin to grow as a Christian, excuses will diminish. Everything you do will be intentional. My house is far. One night, we had a video. My car refused to start about 11 in the night. I walked to church. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't bring excuses. You don't say, is this, is that. No, those are elements. You understand? The, the, the kidnappers are not watching DSTV. They are not, uh, they are not eat, I don't know what they are eating. But these people, because of their commitment to their evil, the elements don't matter. The purpose they are pursuing, as evil as it is, they are making no excuses about it. That's why the Bible will tell us as good soldiers, what? Endure. You come into this kingdom, you must buy endurance because you're no longer under elements. Praise the Lord, somebody. No longer under elements. I'm looking for a house. That's why. But if they call you for something that the flesh wants, every other excuse will die off. No longer on the elements. Why? You're growing. You're beginning to see. And I'll tell you why this thing happened. It, 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 verse, verse 6 now says. It says, because you are. It says 5 says, redeemed to those who are under the law. We receive the adoption as sons. Now, I don't have time to go into that adoption. But adoption is a ceremony that was done by the Roman, you know, uh, 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 Roman um, statesman or whatever. For children that he had adopted before, there is a public ceremony, like an induction. So at that adoption, the child begins to wear his regalia suitable to his status. Okay? So after that adoption, it says, verse 6 says, Because your sons, God has sent for the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, what? Abba, Father. It says, therefore, you're no longer a slave, but what? A son. And this son becomes what? An heir of God. Now, you know what that means? It means, when you get to this stage, it means that your interest and the interest of God are at par. So you don't do things for God. An heir to a business is what? Is the owner. An heir doesn't work for the business. That's where, that's where we grow. It says, if a son, then what? An heir. He said, this is my father's house. This is my house. No way. I will not allow this to happen. 
That's what happens when you come into this place. Now, who, who would need to tell you they're stealing? And you say, no, they're that's stealing from your father. And you say, ah, don't worry, let them just steal. Nobody will do that. Nobody will do that. That's what happens. Praise the Lord. So at this point, you don't even need any instruction. By the spirit inside of you, what we can be hearing from you now is that the zeal of my father's house has what? Consumed me, has eaten me up. That's, that's still under liberty. Nobody's telling you. Nobody's pushing you. Nobody's saying sweep the floor. You come, the place is dirty. You come, the wall, something is up. You look at somebody. Nobody's pushing you again. Why? The interest of you and the father have become one. Mingled together. You're not seeking any other thing. That's why they said to, Jesus was saying to them, shall I ask the father to deliver me? <laughs> this is the agreement we had before I started. For, but for this purpose I have come. So what was his prayer? He said, father what? Glorify your name. Hallelujah. 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 So uh, as we try to round up because uh, our time is long gone, we, we begin to see that this whole thing starts from you know, God, God being so true. Ezekiel 36, please, you can put it for us. Ezekiel 36, verse 25 to 27. That's why salvation is fundamental. We can never go too far away from it. Ezekiel 36, I believe that's what I said. Verse 25 and to 27. Thank you. Let's read it, everybody. It says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. This is what we try to deal with on Sunday, you know, about the forgiveness. He said, I will cleanse you from all what? Your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put what? A new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you what? A heart of flesh. The next one. He says, I will put my spirit, what? Within you and then what? Cause you to work in my, and you will, and do them. You see, when I do these things, eh, it becomes liberty for you to obey God. How are we getting it now? It becomes liberating for you to do the works of God. It becomes liber- It becomes an expression. I get it. it. It becomes like for the bird flying in the air. It's not labor. Is an expression of the way it was configured. Do you understand? It, it becomes, this is who it is. So the spirit of God is inside of you. So what you need is environment. That's why the church is important. So the church environment is where you're equipped to do this well. So the pastors and the bishops and the uh, uh, apostles and the rest of them, they are not actually the doers of the work. Our work is to equip you to do the work. Because inside of you is that capacity already put inside of you. But you see, if you don't come here, you won't be trained to know. You now begin to know, oh, this is who I am. This is what I'm called to do. Do you understand? And then it begins to find expression. So you find yourself in an environment. Okay? And because this spirit is inside of you and is causing you, then you're, you're realizing you're, you're not responding like everybody. It's moving you differently. Why? Because you don't have the heart of stone inside of you. You have the heart of what? Flesh. I, I, I went somewhere... I think yesterday, I went somewhere yesterday. Unfortunately, for some time now, you know, 
I've been like, uh, I, I don't really go anywhere. I just go from my house, go to the market a few times, and come to church. So I went to this place, and I'm telling you, Max, I, I was trying to hold myself. I, I haven't seen laborers in a while, okay? And the way I was greeting them, you don't understand what was. I, was, I had respect for them. I said, these people are here, carrying sand, carrying cement, just loading. Some of them were older than me. They gave me rain boots to wear. They were not wearing rain boots. My heart was bleeding. I said, let this country prosper so that even if people do such work, let there be some dignity. And my heart was melting. If you see the way I was, they were greeting me, I was greeting them more. Because I had respect. Now, it's not normal. It's not me. It's the spirit of the living God inside of me. Because in the eyes of the spirit, I and they are the same. So you begin to understand now when a man will now be subduing a fellow man and slap him and kick him down because of security and your judge. You see that he has the spirit of what? The world. He has the spirit of the enemy. Now you cannot do that. You can't, you can't even shout at a fellow human being anyhow. You know why? The spirit that is in you is in him. I will put my spirit... So, when, when you step out of that way, like, you know, uh, uh, Charles was saying to when you step out of that way, when you get home, you're distressed. Because something, the, an accident has occurred inside of you. You have grieved the, the who you are. Do you understand? This is what it means to be born again. Now, the other side of it is the external, where people say the right things and, you know, do put on the show. That's not where it is. It is this external, when it comes from inside. And I beg you, you know, if you have not had a genuine conversion experience, even tonight, meet me, say, Pastor, I want to start this journey again. Because if you start it well, I'm telling you, it's easy. Pastor the student said, since he got born again, since I got born again, I've never backslidden. That's after the one with my wife. I've never, I've not known what is called backsliding. I've never woken up one day and felt, God, you're not good. I've never woken up one day and said, this wahala is too much. Never. You know what? When that spirit is inside of you. Hey. What did I say? Hey. The situation has not been born. The devil has not been born. His grace will be sufficient. But when you're like the horse, you know they teach some dogs to open door. Eh? Pastor Chris, can your dog open door? They teach some dogs to go and collect newspaper. When you've been trained and trained and trained as a dog, there's some human things you won't understand. Somebody sees it. How would dog understand that one? The dog will be saying, they have not taught me that one. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? When your own is training, that's why people struggle. When the conversion is right, it's how I'll guide you with my eye. Children, it's not everything like, you know, I think Pastor Bajas, it's not everything your mother tells you. <laughs> the way from your, the church to your house will be like a seminary road. <laughs> yeah, do you understand what I'm saying? That's what it is. There's something inside. You must be born again. That's where it begins from. That's why Jesus didn't waste time telling, tell, telling uh, uh, Nicodemus seven steps. He said, that which is born of the flesh is what? That which is born of the spirit is what? Eh, if you're born of the spirit, it will flow. 
What would you just need to do, be doing is to be nurturing it and be praying. That's where prayer comes in. You'll be praying, Lord, give me a willing heart. Okay, so, so, so th- this, is, this is the foundation, you know. So heart of stone goes out, a heart of flesh comes in. And once a heart of flesh comes in and you're teachable, the sky is not your limit. You'll, be, you'll find yourself seated in heavenly places far above principalities and powers. Praise the Lord, somebody. So we begin to understand when Jesus in Matthew 5, okay, Matthew 5 begins to make statements like this. He said, you have heard it said. Matthew 5, you can put 21 for us. You have heard it said to those of old, you shall not murder. Whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. Let's see what they're telling to those of us here. But I say to you that whoever is what? Angry with his brother without a cause shall be what? Danger of judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the cancer. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. See what is happening now. You know why? Because this 22, he's talking to those who has given a heart of flesh. So the spirit of God is inside of you. You know, crimes and offenses can be measured in proximity of who they occur. You understand? Now, I understand that I've never gone to see the president, you know, but I know from movies that when you're going to see the president of the United States, they even tell you, don't even scratch your body. Eh? If your bre- this place, breast pocket, you want to bring out pain, you say, don't, if you move, they can kill you before you explain. Before they find out that is a call card you want to bring. You understand? Why? Because where you are, you're now very close to the seat of power. So you can't do anything. You understand? Now, when the spirit of God is inside of you, before you had to kill to commit murder. Now, because of your proximity or your intermingling or the, the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, you don't need to cut somebody's head. You just need to say, and that's it. So you come here, we're begging you, forgive your brother, love your brother. We are trying, to, we are performing surgery on you. It's bulletproof we are giving to you because if not, you are exposing yourself. Are you getting it? He, you carry him. So let, let me give you one shortcut. How many like shortcuts? One shortcut in this area. If somebody really annoys you, eh, pray for the person. Lord bless him. Let the devil know that you are ready for this Christianity. Not Lord, terrify him. When you pray that one, it's the devil that will be answering. Say more, more. Increase the volume, increase the volume. But when someone annoys you, you go and say, Lord, you know, but Lord bless him. He's your son. If you don't want to claim the person as your brother, then call him God's son. Eh? Just pray. When you start praying like that, the devil will say, this man no be better market. My market no the self for Do you understand what I'm saying? So he sets this in place and begins to tell us different things. So from here you see how it works. It says, who, who else, we've talked about whoever looks at the woman. This is where it also deals with when you pray. You see, under the new covenant, the spirit of God is first word. Inside of you. So it's not how I shout. It's not how I vibrate. Do you understand? Those ones are immaterial. Because God does what? Sees in secret. Okay? He says when you give. He says when you fast. He says don't do it. To be seen by men. You know what? Under the old covenant, that was necessary. If you didn't fast publicly, you're in trouble. Under the old covenant. If you didn't give and it was announced, you're in trouble. So to succeed under the Old Testament, it needed to be external. But now, under the new covenant, you're free. Those are the things you're free from. Now, it doesn't mean if people see you as nullified. But if you do it to be seen, 
What the Bible said is that you have received your reward. So there's a reward of men seeing you. And then there's a reward of God seeing you. Which one do you prefer? Uh-huh. But some people like the one men are seeing you, you know, because social media has spoiled things. 1,000 likes. 70 f- followers. Eh? So people are feeling you're doing the right thing. And then you post the right thing. You're always posting very nice things. And then 13 followers. Two likes. Sometimes the person will come back and remove the like. You <laughs> will go from two to one. But you forget that he said what? Do it for your father in heaven. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So, so, so all these things, you know, they come here. So we, we see that there is liberty. Then we see that somehow this thing is not much easier. But we thank God that what? There is grace. We are never alone under the new covenant. Praise the Lord. Never alone. You know, God threatened Moses. I won't be with you people again. Go. In the new covenant, he says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. That's what the new covenant says. He's always with me. So you and I are in a place where almost, I can tell you, you're guaranteed to succeed. Praise the Lord. Yes, we are guaranteed to. All these things we're here, we are guaranteed to make it. We are guaranteed. So let's try and round up. Have we done Galatians 5? I don't think so. Galatians 5. Have we done it? Okay, let's, let's do Galatians 5. So it, it talks about liberty now. I'm trying to round up liberty. So it says, stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Okay? So people hear this and, and they begin to think so many things, think so many things. Let's get to the last verse. You can study the rest at home. Verse 13 says to us this way. It says, for you brethren... Have been called to what? Liberty. Let me say liberty. Let me say liberty. Then he says only. Do not use your liberty. What? As an opportunity for the flesh. But through love what? Self. So the liberty we have in the new covenant. Is that you can't stop me from loving my neighbor. You can't stop me from loving God. That's the liberty we have. Praise the Lord. That's the liberty. No restraint. No restraint. You can't stop me. It's not liberty to sin. Anybody who is having liberty to sin doesn't have the new spirit. Not the new spirit, sorry. The new covenant doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Under this one is liberty to love. And as I really, really round up. (laughs) The real one. 1 Timothy 3, verse 5. I love the scripture. I don't know if we've dealt with it here before. Is that where I should? 1 Timothy 1, sorry. 1 Timothy 1, verse 5. Yes. Let's read it. It says what? It says, now... The purpose, this, this is the con- where we started from on Sunday. He said the purpose of the commandment is what? Love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. This is it. All the Turinchi, he said this is it. Love, love, love for God, love for man. And then from what? A pure heart. Not a heart that is scheming. Not a heart that is plotting from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. This is where we're going with all of this. And this is New Testament, so you can see commandment. But then, it's not to, it's, it's a law from a pure heart. So, based on this child of God, for those of us that have callings to take over cities, to do mighty things, you can see the basis for which you're moving. It is love. It's not selfishness. It's not vainglory. It is not I must be known. 
Praise the Lord. You, you ask people, am I trending? Eh? Is my name there? Oh, you don't care. You're following Jesus. Praise the Lord. Child of God, by the time your champion and my champion died on earth, he was, unquote, a failure. It was just a handful of men that believed him. So what, what are you looking for? Praise the Lord. But when we get it right from the inside and we are motivated by love, you see, the, the thing about love is that love, when the Bible says love my neighbor, I'm not expecting him or her to love me back. If he does love me back, wonderful. You know why I'm saying that? He said love as what? Christ loved and gave himself for her. At the point he was doing that, he didn't say, will you give me back? Did he do that? No. He just loved us. Out of who he is, God is love. Now, the same way, you know what he has done? The Bible says the love of God has what? Been shed abroad upon our hearts. Now, let me help us. We can stand on our feet. We're closing. So, let me help us. Some time ago, somebody brought for us some very nice yam. Okay? Special yam. Two bars of yam. A lot of them. Pastor Lord, we brought some yam to your house. You wouldn't know. Nina would know. <clears throat> okay. Now, the volume of those, yam, of those two bars of yam was such that we had to give them out. Do you understand? We had to share them. You know what? We had been giving so much. Now, the truth is this. When God says to you, do anything, it is from the basis that he has done so much for you that giving it out will be a pleasure. So when God says forgive, he's telling you to forgive because what? He has forgiven. So all you need to do is look at him and remember what he's forgiving. Then you say, ah, he forgave me one billion. Ah, I can forgive you 10,000 naira. I get in it. That's the way it works. So this whole thing, we see love. God. He said, this is the mystery of God. That God, God, how does he even say? God appeared in the flesh. That God will come and live inside of me. How about, brother, if I said I'm visiting your house today, what were you planning to eat tonight? Spaghetti. If I, if I said I was coming to your house tonight now, okay, and that spaghetti was enough for how many? You're not married yet. So it's one person's spaghetti. If I said I like spaghetti, will you be crying and giving it to me? You'll be too glad to give it to me. Why? Because pastor came to your house. Now God came to your heart. What will you not do for him? Lift up your voice and worship him. Lift up your voice and honor. Tell him, Lord, I count it an honor. What a privilege and an honor. Shepherd your throne. To be called into your presence. As your tell him, Lord, I'm so thankful that you love me, that you came into my heart, that I have God dwelling in me, that the Holy Spirit is living inside of me, that I don't have to visit you again, but you have tabernacled in me, you are Emmanuel, you are Emmanuel. You are God with me. You are God in me. You are God abiding in me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As your one more time, what a privilege.
주시파리오 Now, just one prayer. You're going to pray for yourself. If you can close your eyes, child of God, there is nothing impossible. God with you, nothing impossible. You listen to me tonight. God is saying, Tell them, I am for them. I am for them. I am with them. No devil, no circumstance, no situation, nothing, no sickness, no lack, nothing, nothing, nothing can stop you. Nothing can hinder you. You have liberty to be all God called you to be. All that God called you to be. Whether it is in your finances, in your body, in your ministry, in sanctification, in holiness, in purity, in the knowledge of God, there is nothing impossible. God, God, God is for you. God is abiding in you. God says you can. No mountain high enough. No valley deep enough. He is your God. He is your God. There are some of us that there are dreams that God has laid in your heart. You know it's not me. Something is saying to you, I called you to do this. I laid my hands on you for this. And it's as though everything has been working against you. There is an anointing inside of you that will break barriers, that will push down walls, that will open a way, that will part the Red Sea. God is for you. God is in you. God has chosen you. God has visited you. God has tabernacled in you. I want you to ask the Lord, I am willing. I release myself to the call that you have called me. I'm called to be a saint. I'm called to be a witness. I'm called to be a financer. I'm called to be a whatever it is. Lord, here I am. I work in your anointing. I function in the anointing. I fulfill purpose. I overcome obstacles. I can do it. Because you're working inside of me. It is not personal. It is not to me. It is of you. Who has called me to this very thing. Who also is able to do it. Lord I worship you. Lord I bless you. Begin to thank him. Because the Lord is going to surprise you. He's going to do for you exceedingly. Abundantly above all that you could ask or imagine. He's found somebody who believes him. He has chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bear fruit. And fruit you will bear. Results you will bring. Victories you will work in. In the name of Jesus Christ. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.